So uh, excited to be here today. I do, I do need to say uh, for anybody who, uh, you know, got the, got the invite to come, uh, if, if you're seeing me now in person, you, you clearly see that my teeth are not actually that white. So I'm sorry if, if you want a refund or anything of just like the false advertising, not nearly as good looking as that picture would say that I am. Uh, <laughs> Man, I'm so excited to be here. This is just, I, I, I've got some stuff that's just been burning in my heart, and, and I'm just thrilled that I actually have an opportunity to kind of talk about it. Um, I have to say, though, what the heck are we doing? It is so flipping early. This is like, I'm not a morning guy. Like, this is not my, my role, my thing. I, I, like, what are we doing here? Why are we here at so, like, oh my gosh, I, I, this is the same clothes I wore yesterday, like I had no time, I just came straight from work, right here, straight over. Riddle me this, okay, I, I'm, I, I like to stay up late, I, I wake up a little later, I, you know, if I go to bed at midnight, I wake up eight in the morning, it's like, you're a bum, Right? But the dude who goes to bed at like eight in the evening and wakes up at four in the morning, it's like, oh, that's a real go-getter. He's just really getting after. It's the same amount of time. It's the same amount of time. Can we just be clear about that? It's eight hours of sleep. I'll get up at four in the morning. Great, but you're going to bed after dinner. Like, wait, what is this? What is this? So that's the world that, uh, you know, I'm coming from, how many people, this is, this is crazy, but I guarantee you, how many people would actually wish that this was earlier? Is there anybody here that wishes this was earlier? Exactly. You're weird, okay? You're the weird one. No, but seriously, uh, I'm just, I'm so honored to be here. Uh, I, I, like I said, I got some stuff that I really want to say, so I'm going to try to just get into it really quickly here. First of all, thank you, Johnny. I know he's not here, but if he's listening to this, uh, thank you for, for, for building this, for, for creating a space and a place for guys to come together and, and form relationships and grow together and learn about God. That's uh, a lot of work that people don't probably realize or see. Also, I've got to say thank you to Mark. Man, thank you for your faithfulness and for, for just working your butt off behind the scenes and, and, and doing a lot of things that people don't see. Uh, so I want to honor you and say thank you for, for creating what, what, what this is. And I'm just honored to just have a, a, a part to be invited into this. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Um, what I want to talk about today uh, is really uh, my, my journey. I've been on kind of this wild journey the last uh, four or five years of, of really just God, uh, God not allowing me to enjoy the things that I used to enjoy. I was finding all of my self-worth and, and, and all of my satisfaction in the things that I was doing. And all of a sudden, I started to not find that same satisfaction. I was so confused. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So I, I want to talk about God's faithfulness through that and through that journey and, and, and how I found a deeper sense of peace and a deeper sense of, of joy that I, that I can't even describe. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about today. And, and, and I, I hope that this message would... would would just push you uh, one step further uh, in, in finding a life of surrender and a life of, of joy. So let's pray, and then we'll jump right in. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I'm just so honored to be standing here in front of these incredible men, these, these sons of yours, God. I just, uh, I, I can't do this without you. 
I can't do this without you. God, I just ask that you speak through me. Holy Spirit, I ask that your presence would be real in this place this morning, that your anointing would be upon the words that I'm saying. God, speak through me. This, let this not be about Chris, but God, let it be about Jesus. And so I just pray that you would you'd speak through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Like Mark said, I have four children, uh, three girls, uh, and one boy, um, and yeah, there, there we are, we're on top of a mountain there in, in Colorado, uh, and, and my boy, Lewis, uh, he is, uh, he's, he's a little odd, uh, he, he, oftentimes I find him just like off in his own world, just like, you know, like, and like, what are you thinking about, what is going through this kid's head, like he's just doing weird things off in a corner somewhere, and you're just like, what? What is going on? But one of the things he does all the time that, that is that it's kind of annoying, to be honest with you, uh, is he's, he's I don't know if, if, if your sons do this. Like, my girls didn't really do this all that much. This is kind of a thing Lewis does, but he's constantly going, hey, 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 Dad, look at me. Look at me. Dad, look at me. Look, look. Hey, hey Dad, look at me. Look at me. Look, hey, look what I can do. Look, look. Hey, hey Daddy, look, look, look. Hey, Daddy, look, look. What? What, what is so, you know, it's just like this constant, like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look. And, and then you, you, you finally look at him, right? And then it's like, it's nothing. It's like, he's like, look what I can do. Look, 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 look. What, okay, what? Like that, was that it? I'm sorry, was it, did I miss something? That's, that's, this is, this is what you want to say? Okay, cool. And he's like, yeah, look, 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 look at me, look at me. Hey, Dad, check this out. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Really? I walked into my bedroom the other day, and he was going, hey, Dad, look, look at me, look at me. And he's, and he's standing on a chair in my room, and he goes, look at me, look at me, Dad, look, 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 look. So I finally look over there, and he's learned. Because normally when he says, look at me, I'll look at him. And then as soon as he starts to do the thing, then I look away, because I'm just like, what are you? And so now he goes, look at me, look at Dad, keep looking. Keep looking. <laughs> Keep looking. And he literally says, Dad, look at me. Keep looking. And this is exactly what he does. <laughs> like, he didn't even jump off the chair. Like, I maybe would have respected it a little bit more if he jumped. But he just awkwardly got down off of the chair, and then he turns to look at me like he just scaled Mount Everest. He's just like, I'm like, cool, bud, awesome. But like, like, like honestly, I'm not, like, I'm not impressed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not looking at him going, holy, dude, how did you get down off that chair? You've got a gift, son. You've got a gift. Look, here, here the scholarships come being able to get off of a chair like that. I'm not, I'm not impressed. Doesn't mean I don't love my son. I'm just not impressed with what he does. And I think so often we do this as men. Like how often am I going, Dad, Dad, look at me. Dad, look at this, look at this thing I can do. Look, look, Dad. Look at this business I built. Dad, are you like, come on, dude, look, look. Look at all the stuff I have. Look at my house. Like, we, 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 we so want to be validated by our dads. I think the saddest thing, though, is that we, we do this with God all the time. God, look at me. Look at me. God, 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 look at me. This is my third men's breakfast in a row, God. I'm killing it. 
Dad, look at me. I read the whole Bible this last year. God, look at me. Look at me. Hey, look, 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 look what I can do. Look what I can do. I'm up here speaking. God, look at me. Look what I can do. Look, look, look. Hey, look, 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 look. Can I tell you this morning, God is not impressed with our performance. God is not impressed with our performance. And that sounds like really bad news. Like, 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 like what, what are you saying? Like, it doesn't matter what we do? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that God is not impressed. We're talking about the God of the universe. He created the heavens and the earth. Do you think he's looking at me going, whoa, what a message you brought. You're incredible. Well, I, he wrote the Bible, okay? What I'm saying up here, it's nothing. He, he, he made the heavens and the earth. And you think he's, he's blown away by a business that we built or something that we did? It's not that he doesn't want us to do those things, but it's not what he's impressed by. He's not impressed by our performance. I have a friend who just did this like crazy like $250 million like, deal, right? Like any guy in this room would just be like, I'd love to have a piece of that action. Would love, that, like that's the pinnacle. If I could just be a part of something like that, 250 million bucks, are you kidding me? Like how do you be a part of that? You know what a $250 million deal is to God? You know what it is? This is what it is. What is $250 million to the God of this universe? What is it? What is money to God? What is it? He's not impressed. He's not impressed. And so often we're chasing that performance because we think that that's what validates us. Hey, can I just tell you, when I look at my son, Lewis, okay, my love and my care for him has nothing to do with whether or not he can do cool tricks. My love is completely and totally attached to who he is. He's my son, and that's enough. He's my son, and that's all I need. He's my son. You think I wouldn't die for him? You think I wouldn't give everything I have to save that little guy? You think I wouldn't do anything for him? Is it because he can get off of a chair awkwardly? Is it because he can jump? Is he, it has nothing to do with his performance. It has everything to do with who he is. He's my son. But guys, this is me. For so many years, I built my life around my performance. I built my life around, God, look at me, look what I can do. That's where I was drawing all of my satisfaction. That's where I was drawing all of my joy. It was all based on just what I could do. And it sounds like really bad news that God doesn't care about our performance. So it's not that he doesn't care about our performance. It's that that's not what his, I, what his love is about, but that's actually really, really good news. That's really, really good news because we think we can perform our way into pleasing him and, and we're chasing something that we could never attain. So the tw uh, summer of 2017, just this last year, I was driving home from work and I was just, I was just pissed, to be honest with you. I was angry. 
I was finding myself in a place <sighs> just total frustration. My job wasn't going how I wanted it to. My walk with God was just all over the place, just up and down, up and down. My, 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 my mood was, was all over the place. And I found myself driving down the road, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm just going, God, where is all the joy that we sing about on Sunday morning? Where is all this peace, right? This peace that we love to sing about and we talk about. Where is all this satisfaction because I'm not seeing it? I know that this satisfaction is supposed to come from God, but I'm not experiencing it. And I'm, I'm pushing 40 years old and I'm sitting here thinking, I've been a Christian all of my life. If I haven't got this thing figured out by now, then what the heck is going on? I should be stepping into my prime. I should, I should be stepping into this, this, this deeper sense of who God is and this, this joy and this love. But I feel the exact opposite. I'm just, I feel like I'm a million miles away and I don't know what the heck is going on. What am I missing? And it would be like if I, if I would spend time with God, it would be great. Like I, I, would, I would string together several days of, of time with God and it was great. You're like, okay, yeah, this is, this is great. And then something would happen and I would, my rhythm would be thrown off and I would fall back into frustration and depression and I was just all over the place. I, I'd fall into self-pity and then, and then I'd, I'd take out that, the shame on my, my family and my kids and then I'd be you know, grumpy around the house and eventually I'd hear a great message or have a conversation with Kirby Anderson and everything would kind of lift back up again. And be like, okay, okay, yeah, right, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. And then, and, and then my performance would fail. God, I, I was doing so good and now I'm not. I, I was doing so good, but then I, I, I looked at that waitress. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, God, now I can't do this. What's my problem? What's wrong with me? Shame just built up. The shame. I should be better than this. I should be able to perform better than this. What is wrong with me? I'm exhausted and I'm, mis I'm miserable just from going up and down, up and down. And then like you read Philippians 4 with the Apostle Paul. He's in prison, right? He's in prison and he's writing Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. <laughs> Let your gentleness be known to all men. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Like, is this real? Like, what? this dude is in prison, and he's writing these things. Is this real? Like, like, I have a beautiful wife. I've got an amazing family. I work at church on the move. I live in America. I'm not in prison, and I can't seem to get my crap together. Like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Paul's in prison going, whatever, man. It's all good. Just love Jesus. And I'm, I'm you know, what the heck is going on? I can't get it together. Why can't I just be happy? Why can't I just be satisfied? There's a journal entry from this time that I'd like to read for you. It's short here, but I was just kind of pouring my heart out to God, and I said, I confess that I haven't been fervently seeking you. I've been busy and tired, and I've tried to rest on my own terms by turning to entertainment, turning to food. It's all empty. Oh, God, 
what must I do to find satisfaction? What must I do to find satisfaction? Can I tell you today that as I stand here before you and I get emotional just thinking about it, as I stand here today, I've never had more peace and more joy and more satisfaction in my life than now. I feel so free. I can relate to Paul. I feel so free. I feel so connected to God. I feel like nothing can stop me. I feel the love and the joy on a daily basis. I wake up in the morning, the first thing I think about is how much God loves me. I'm looking ahead at my year and I'm not thinking about, okay, I've got a vacation coming up. That'll be fun. That'll be good. Hopefully I can do this project. I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, I got six more months of getting to know God. Where, where will I be in six months? Where will I be? That's, that, that's my focus. Can I tell you that I'm still working at the same job. I'm still married to the same woman with the same family. I'm so, I have the same house. I have the same cars. I have the same salary. So what changed? What changed? How did I get to this place? I want to give you guys three steps today. Three steps toward peace and joy outside of performance. So three steps in finding peace and joy. And I'm sure there's more of them, but this is the best I could do. The first step is becoming honest with God. I think we have a real problem with being honest with God. We can, we, 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 it's easier to be honest about our, our behavior, about our actions. Like we, we know when we messed up. I mean, a lot of it's obvious when we mess up. Like, yeah, God, I forgive me for doing this thing. We're good at that. But where I think we struggle is being honest about our heart motivations for doing those things. Because the truth of the matter is, guys, we do what we want to do. We do what we want to do. And if our behavior is not what we, what we want it to be, it's because our wants are messed up. Because we're, we're going to do what we want. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me give you a case in point. I was driving in my car, and I was praying. I was just saying, God, I just, God, I just want, I want your name lifted high. It's not about me, God. I just, I just want your name lifted high. And, and God, I, it's, it's not about the money I make. It's not about anything. God, I just want to be with you. And I just, God, I, I just want more of you. And, I, and, and, and also, I, I just had to stop myself. And I just said, you know, wait a second, hold up. This is total BS. <laughs> if I'm being honest right now, the condition of my heart, what my heart wants right now, I do want to be famous. And I do want a lot of money. But I feel the, the, the compulsion to give God the lip service. Like, no, God, no, I don't want that. I just want you. That's what I want. I, and you're really trying to convince ourselves by lying about what our heart really wants. I think we're afraid to admit that sometimes. Like, we're, like, God, can't like God can't handle our honesty. And I said, God, what my heart wants right now, 
is to be famous, is to have a lot of money. But God, God, show me what, what is it that I think, what lie am I believing that makes my heart want that? Why do I want to be famous? Why do I think that having a bunch of people that I don't even know, who know who I am, why do I think that's going to be fulfilling to me? Why do I think that that's going to make me happy more than just having a connected, loving relationship with God the Father? Why am I putting the opinions of other people above him? Why do I want that? Why do I want to be rich? Because I want, to, I want the control. I want to be able to do whatever I want. If I didn't have to worry about money, then I could do whatever I want. Is that the place God wants me to be? I don't know. God, why do I want these other things? Why do I have these other things raised up and exalted above you, God? That's what I'm asking. And when, you, when we can be honest about where our heart is, and be open about our heart, that's where God can reach and he can change our heart. Because if we want to change what we do, we have to change what our heart wants. And I, God, God's the one who can do that. When we apply scripture to these, these hurts, apply scripture to the things that our heart wants. God created me a clean heart, one with right wants and right desires. God, my heart wants to be famous, God, but I don't want my heart to want that. I want my heart to want you. The first step is being honest about it. Have you been honest about the condition of your heart? Or do you have a lot of, look at me, look at me, look at me endeavors in your life? Be honest about why you want what you want. Second thing, you need to rest in our true identity. The truth is our identity is that we are sons of God. And I sometimes are like, well, you know, what does that mean? And, and, and like I was talking about Lewis's story earlier, it's like, the, the, I think God uses that analogy because it's so clear if you have a son, how much you just love that, you just love that guy just because of who he is. Our true identity is that we're sons of God. My joy and my peace were never intended to be built on my personal performance. It was never supposed to be about, am I pleasing my boss? Or I'm doing all these things right. That's not what my identity is built on. That's not where my joy and my peace comes from. That can't be. You know what the Bible calls a foundation of personal performance? If you're putting all of your joy, all of your peace, all of that based on your own personal performance, you know what the Bible calls that foundation? He calls that foundation sand. In Matthew 7, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Guys, if you're building your identity and building your joy in your life on your business and the performance of your business or the performance of yourself, guys, I'm here to tell you that it's going to fall eventually. These, this builder had time to build a house, he had time to build a house, but eventually when the rains came and there was pressure put on it, the shifting foundation, it fell. Any kind of storm comes at you, you're devastated, and this is me. Any kind of dip in performance, I come crashing down. It's that whole up and down thing. If you want to be steady, you've got to hook your joy and your, your peace onto something that does not move. You need to hook it and set it. You need to build it on the foundation of the rock of Jesus. 
He's a rock. He's unchanging. One of the most comforting thoughts I can ever think of is just this idea that God loves me and he will always love me. There's nothing I can do. It's not based on my performance. If I fall off the wagon tomorrow, God still loves me. That's so comforting to know the steadiness of God, that that's a rock. That's not changing. That's not going anywhere. It's there and it's always there. God's love will never change. Ever. Let your joy, let your peace come out of that. Let your joy, let your peace come out of that. If that's not an exciting idea to you, because I know it wasn't for me. Okay, yeah, I got it. God loves me. Get it. Okay. Now, what does he want me to do? You're missing it. You're missing it. The joy, the peace, the, the richness is in the relationship with God. It's, it's, this love should be real to you. It should, it should move you. And if that's not what you're experiencing right now, that's awesome that you're in a good place. Because you've got, it's like, it's like, that, like someone saying, like, you know, I've never seen Star Wars before. Like, what? Oh, you've got this incredible gift in front of you. There's like 27 movies that you can watch that are going to blow your mind. When people say, oh, yeah, God loves me, I get it. Wait, 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 what? Like, like, God loves you. Yeah, I get that. Put that to the side. What does he want me to do? You're missing it. Oh, you've got all. There's so much. There's so much that as you, as you seek, you find. As you seek him, you're going to find this incredible, beautiful God that blows your mind. Last thing is receive God's righteousness. My turning point came out of a dark failure. My turning point came out of a, out of a, 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 a dark place. For me, it was last year, and God, I wish I could say this was several years ago, but it's, it was last year. I was uh, uh, just depressed and agitated and tired and frustrated. And my wife left town. She was meeting her family. And, if, you know, like most guys, when I'm, just, when I'm tired and frustrated, I, I turn to other things. I turn to entertainment or I turn to food or whatever. But this night I turned to entertainment, but a little bit darker entertainment, if you know what I mean. I turned on Netflix, and the rest is history. We all know how the story ends. And that next morning, I was so broken. I was devastated. I was on all fours in my kitchen floor. And I was just weeping. I was just weeping. I was so angry at myself. I was so angry at just the situation I was in. So frustrated with my own performance. I'm better than this. I should be performing better than this. As I laid there on my floor, I just said, God, I can't do this. I can't perform on the level that I want to perform. And I felt like God just directed me to Romans 3. And in Romans 3, there's a part that's talking about how we receive righteousness by faith. 
And I've heard that a million times. Yes, I get it. I can't earn God's love. I just receive righteousness by faith. I receive right standing by faith. But for whatever reason, that morning, it just hit me right square in the heart. And I realized that I've been trying to perform my way into God's good standing instead of applying my faith. I've been keeping a tally. I've been keeping a scoreboard. I did this wrong. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I did wrong. I'm keeping a tally, a running tally in the back of my head. I did this good. I did this right. I pleased my boss. I did this thing for God. I did that. Okay, I'm doing pretty good. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. I did this bad. I did this. I'm keeping a tally. And that morning when I just said, God, I just, I just receive by faith, right? So it's not based on my track record. I receive it by faith. I just say, God, I just accept it. I just accept your goodness. I just receive it. It doesn't make sense. I don't deserve it. I just receive it that I'm right because you say I'm right, not because of what I've done. I just received it. And it was like that idea went from up here, this idea, and it became a living part of my heart that, I could, that, that, that changed the way I act. I threw away the scoreboard. I threw away the scoreboard. I put down the tally sheet and I just received by faith, not based on my actions, just based on what God says about me. I just received his righteousness. Are you keeping score? Are you keeping score? Because when we keep score, we're putting our trust more in our ability to perform well than we are in God's ability to forgive and show mercy. We want to earn it. I desperately want you guys to have what I have. And I feel like if you, if, if you do these things that I'm talking about, you're going to be a step further. You're, gonna, you're going to move beyond performance. You're going to move beyond performance. I'm not a pilot, but I've heard pilots talk about when you're, when you're lower to the ground, the air is much more turbulent, and, you, and you're, you're getting turbulence or bouncing all over the place. The sweet spot is like up here at 30,000 feet where it's just, it's just clean. It's clean air. Performance is that turbulence. You're up, you're down, you're there, you're there. You're, I, can't, I can't seem to, you know, you're all over the place. But within the richness of God, you're at that 30,000 feet. You're just cruising and you're just, it's just smooth. And that no matter what comes against you, storms come against you, things come at you. You know what, God? I love you. You love me. And nothing will ever change that. My bank account won't change that. My performance won't change that. That's the rock I'm talking about. I want you guys to be able to experience what it's like to fly at 30,000 feet. It's nothing special about me. I can tell you it's nothing special about me. It's an invitation that God extends to all of us. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your goodness. God, you're so good. God, I pray that you would just help us to walk this out, God. Help us to walk this out. Help us to to seek you, God. Help us to seek you like never before and find joy and freedom in our relationship with you, not in our performance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.